The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention. It's a podcast hosted by Richard Blaze. That is myself. I'm here with the fabulous uh, Hasmin Blaze. I'm using wow. the Spanish pronunciation. Oh wow! Because okay. you're straight up. Back- you always confuse people when you do that because you you like vacillate between calling me that and Jasmine, and it confuses the hell. It out It really, people. really turns people around because it makes people think you have like twin wives or something. Right, exactly. Or like there's some sort of like fantasy element. <laughs> or like something's wrong with you because you're having a stroke. Like something's just, yeah. It's, um, it's but it is, it, you, it is the name you grew up with. It is. Yes. Like we're just getting into it right here. I get, I didn't realize this was a like, this is your life, you know? Right. Um, but back from, back from Mexico. I just got back from Mexico. Four, five days. I'm still kind days. of like thinking in Spanish, which is a really cool thing. Like I, I think I told you last night, like I really appreciate getting to go and like, you know, use my Spanish and... Um, I, I do have a Spanish background, so it's it's nice to get to practice, you know, speaking. And like like I said, I'm pretty sure like my dream was in Spanish last night. Like I'm I'm thinking in Spanish like before I say good morning to people. Like it's crazy. Oh, all sorts of amazing. We yeah. need to do an episode maybe entirely in Espanol. Oh, okay. Or you can. I mean, obviously, I won't be able to do it, but like maybe you can. Uh, right. <laughs> Um, that would be that's truly amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know who would not like that though? I'd be yeah. stopping for a t- that one. Uh, jerk lawyer in New York City who just did you see that thing last week where this guy oh, just yeah. goes off on like I did but do you know like I'm really trying to focus on the good things that okay are we will right stop now. talking about no it. but no 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 I don't mean that way I just mean that like you know what that guy did it and he's obviously had a history of doing this True. in his life and and like karma man it just it, it just caught up to him and I and I think that that's the side of the story that I like is this, this social media being used for good which doesn't always happen, but you know, like they pretty much outed him on social media and people found him and said, I know who that is. They got his name and it happened within like hours, like that, that you're identified and you're known and it's happened in, in criminal cases and all kinds of stuff. So I, I I think that's a plus for social media in my book. There you go. Um, be nice. That's really at the end of the day, Uh, right? I mean, just, just be nice to people. Um, so you're back from Mexico. You had some amazing food. You brought back some sort of all, all sorts of nice little souvenirs. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. It was Um, great, great food. We were in like, um, tortillas, Punta Punta Mita area. So Punta Mita tortillas. Yeah. I mean, um, seafood, you were on the coast, on the coast. Yeah. Right. When the, the, by the bay. So, um, Beautiful, just beautiful. Um, lots of seafood, lots of fresh seafood, and guacamole, and you know the usual. Um, it was great. Yeah, I mean, great. and it's made me lots realize. Of, you know what? There were lots of mm. there were lots of uh, F Trump T-shirts everywhere. Oh, that weren't there because I I actually the last time I went to Mexico right was the day after Trump was elected. <laughs> it was That's a right. planned trip. It right. was not me fleeing the country, although I wanted to. Right. Um, and so all that stuff wasn't there, but now. <laughs> It's there. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's all kinds of funny, this, hilarious I opened up this worm box here, by the way. You did. It's I your did. own fault, but it's hilarious. <laughs> totally. Um, but we need to go down there. We live deep in Southern California. And Henry we, really wants to go. Yeah. Our daughter really wants to go because there's iguanas. And uh, it makes sense for me. Like, there's, there's lizards. She wants to go for the lizards. Yeah. I want to go for uh, the amazing food and culture. Uh, but it is one of those things. We live so close to Mexico. We don't go as often as we need to. And it reminds me of, because of me, but um, it reminds me of growing up. Like, I live so close to New York 
York City and I didn't take advantage, advantage of that. Right. And like, culture, so I, I, right? Do, right. I mean, the culture, exactly. It is something, you know, I mean, that, that we, we do kind of yearn to, to give the kids more culture and like, that's, it's a, it's an instant culture bomb, you know, if you cross the border here. So, tra- travel just in general, right? I mean, yes, honestly, wherever course. you go, like, I mean, I just came back, you were in Mexico. I was in Bentonville, Arkansas. Right. Your favorite place on earth. I mean, listen, I'm not going to say it's my favorite place on earth. That's a little bit of hyperbole. But I will say this. One of my favorite places to visit for Mm -hmm. sure. And like um, I'll throw Portland out there, not because they're an ad sponsor, but like just one of these places where when I'm there, there's just something really, really fabulous about it. Bentonville, Arkansas, if you've never been or heard about it, it's just like this picturesque Americana town. I went for like, I got lost in the woods mm-hmm. in this beautiful park. I, I wanted to run like four miles, ended up running seven just because I got lost for three miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an event there. I hosted like a live competition show. Uh, and I stayed in a museum. Um, have you seen these museums? You haven't been, but 21C. You've oh, probably heard of them. You've told me about them, yeah. So there are these hotels that also ha- house these contemporary art museums okay. inside of them. And like, I have been all sorts of inspired by art lately. This is me actually talking to you live as you're tapping out some sort of text message, which is okay. I mean, uh, it's podcast business. No, no so. worries. I, 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 it's <laughs> just good to paint the picture of what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but I've been inspired. I've, I think that becoming a restaurateur and becoming a good or a better, I'm going to say good because I think that's too, too much patting myself on the back, but sure. becoming a better business person um, has stripped me a little bit of my artistic inclination that I think is might be like the core strength of my own personal skill set and like with uh art cubed and now with like just also being around all of this art I think that I want to um like uh do something that's more just like hey I made this and I want to do it and it has no no reason except that like I I like it I think it's beautiful I want you to enjoy it what do you think about that I think that's Nice. Admirable. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. All right. Because right. you've been away for a couple of days and I haven't been able to download this. To right. You. This just happened. Um, so I'm back from Arkansas. You're back from uh, Mexico. Yep. I'm off to film uh, a bunch this week. Yep. Um, some Top Chef, um, some Food Network, uh, Beat Bobby Flay. I've never been on that show. Um, I'm yeah. coming back from Guy's Grocery Games. We've had people that have been on that show, though. Who was on that show? Everyone's been on it. It's Jason, one of those shows. Jason McLeod was on that show. Oh, as a competitor, as a, right? As a, yeah. yeah, and he won, I think, right? I think Where so, did really yeah. Well. yeah, I think so. Yeah, so many people have been on these shows. So it's going to get um, busy again. You know what else I had the, before we get into that, that segue of the Food Network segue to our guests for this episode? Um, I was obsessed with asparagus this weekend. I heard. You, well, you told me. I woke up one morning, and I think it was because just I've been traveling and not eating a lot of green things. Yeah. And I just like my body said... You need to eat asparagus. It's spring. Birds are chirping. Sure. And like it's absolutely like the heart of really great asparagus season. Yeah, and you're like a bear waking up from hibernation. Yeah. And I also feel like asparagus has been like destroyed recently over the last couple of years. For what? I don't know. This is going to be a weird chefy rant right here. Okay. Like people like really thin asparagus and oh, like asparagus really. No, I like <laughs> it too. I like asparagus in all ways, but like it's been thrown on the grill almost all the time now. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. you know, you see it like charred. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, in little bits and pieces and, yeah. uh, you know, chopped up in, in, with morels and a gnocchi dish. I'm just kind of going through some of the, you know, tropes of it. Sure. Um, but, like, there's nothing like some big old fat asparagus. Like, they I'm were, talking about asparagus that you have to knife fat. and fork. Yeah, those were like, um, I'm trying to think of the uh, diameter of them. It was pretty, pretty uh, I mean, like, a, like a, a Cuban cigar, at least. Bigger. Probably bigger than that. What is going to be a comparison to that? I think it's like a, uh, like a one of those dowel, like oh, a, one a of those, handlebar on a bicycle. I got one. 
<laughs> uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, one of those mini baseball bats you get at yes. a Major League Baseball totally. stadium. Almost the, the, exact the, same way. the souvenir bats. Yeah. The ones that you have to peel yeah. because they're so linginous on the bottom mm. of them. And then like, but it was beautiful. Like I, I just, I know, this is, I'm patting myself on the back, but I just like simmered these asparagus mm-hmm. and like really watched them. And yeah. it made me think how like good cooking really also has a lot to do with the quantity of food that you're preparing. Right. I, you were not expecting me to go this way, so I apologize. Okay. We're getting a little bit into food, but like, no. I should like, have known, considering how much we talked about asparagus last night. I know. Um, <laughs> like, so like, you cook twelve pieces of asparagus in the correct amount of water. It's easier to cook than if you're like dumping a hundred asparagus spears into a kettle. Sure. Yeah. And of like, course, that makes sense. But it's, I think it's one of the things that home cooks kind of have to struggle for. Maybe you have to cook twelve steaks. What do I do? I put them all in the pan and change the temperature of the pan. Right. So I don't want to get into a technique show, but I was craving asparagus. I finessed them. I cooked them three different times over the weekend. Uh, they were delicious, and I've been smelling asparagus pee all oh. weekend long. Yeah, you have that. You have that gene. I have the gene, Ugh. which people might not know. You either have the gene to smell it, or yeah. you don't. I think I might. I'm pretty sure on my 23andMe it said I can't. It said I, I think it said it mo- I most likely can smell it. Oh. So but I think you, I must, but I just must chalk it up to like just pee, <laughs> like I, yeah. not. I don't know. <laughs> like, this is just what it smells like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what what the deal is there. But. Um, wow. Well, I can smell it um, for days and days on yeah. after, um, but it's it is something that you can smell. And yeah, some of these DNA tests will give you the answer of whether or not yeah, you have the the yeah. ability to sense it. I think it's part of my Neanderthalness. If I have to go back, or maybe maybe that's not true, but I think it was one of those sort of like, well, you don't sneeze when you eat bitter chocolate. One of these right. weird DNA things. We should get into that at a at a future moment. Um, but I've been eating a lot of asparagus. It's spring. We were coming back from Northern California, so while I was up there, we decided to turn the mic on and bring in some of our favorite people: Artie Sequera, David Lewis, producer of Guys Grocery Games, one of the producers, and Justin Warner. Oh. Airhorns, please. New to the pod. New to the pod. We've been trying to track him down. Uh, Justin Warner won Next Food Network star as well as Artie. So this is the first time I think that we've had two people that won Food Network star on the same pod. That sounds right. Have you ever watched that show? Because a lot... um, That's not true. I've probably run through it, like, you know, like seen a bit of an episode before. Um, Reveals. I one of my favorite shows. Conceptually, really? one of my favorite shows ever. Interesting. Because it kind of, it's really a lot about like what this podcast is. It's like, yeah. well, how do you become a right. cook chef that then has to entertain, yeah. do a three-minute segment, learn how to do something on the fly? Yeah. Um, is it kind of like combines? Hmm. A combines for like celebrity chefs? Yeah. I, That's I like I mean. that. Yeah. There's a, there's a deeper idea there we should talk yeah. about offline, by the way. But I think it kind of gets into the Kitchen Warrior sort of um, right, yeah. idea that I, I was thinking about as a television show. But I love that. Um, but it, like, it doesn't teach you that. You can win Top Chef or any of these other shows and be a great cook and a great leader. And then what? I'm listening. Oh, and Sorry. you're shaking your head. No. <laughs> like, there's a box of just like garbage over there. I'm just trying to. It, back into it looks like um, spent caramels. You can, you can cut this part, Jeff. Yeah, no, leave it in. It's <laughs> like Jasmine is distracted by like a pile of garbage in the corner of our kitchen that the kids have created with like empty candy wrappers. So, like, I hope they didn't eat all that candy. Jeez. Anyway, It wasn't on my watch. That's all I'm saying. Well, De- definitely wasn't. Technically, it's your watch. If the whole thing. Yeah, um, or, yeah I, I was watching the kids Anyways, all weekend. You know what's interesting is um, Justin Warner looks a little bit like Marcel Vigneron. He does. And they both play in a similar playground, right? Mm. Of, of um, mm. Yeah. Right? Okay. The where, where are you going here? The modern. Definitely. 
Um, I'm going with maybe like their cyborgs, I guess. I think this is this could be a Wolverine <laughs> X24. Are, right? Situation. Yeah. Like, are they like pumping them out of a lab somewhere? Exactly. And I'm I'm throwing in the uh, the Marvel reference because Justin Warner has a new show on I think it's Instagram or Facebook where he is uh, basically creating food based off of the Marvel universe. He mm-hmm. is a nerd is another way to say it, but a cool dude who plays in the modern sandbox. I'd like to see that battle. Marcel versus Justin. I wonder if it's happened. It's probably has happened on like a Guy's Grocery Games episode or something like that. Maybe. We'll yeah. have to go see. If not, then we should just like set up a full like 10 episode yeah. Marcel versus Justin. One of my new favorite people, nice. if that makes sense. Like I just like it when does. I see yeah. him I, I, okay. and it, it was one of those things. I will have to be honest that like there is, there was that time where anyone that plays in your sort of genre, mm-hmm. you get really nervous about, right? Whether it's a yeah. Marcel or a Justin or, sure. you know, Voltaggio or Alton yeah. Brown even. Weird, you and Voltaggio kind of look alike, so it's weird. Well, um, I always joke that I'm the third Voltaggio brother, so there maybe there's some lab kind of maybe Alton Brown, yeah, is pumping you guys. He's got the X program working for modernist chefs somewhere, and him and Wiley Dufresne have come together, yeah, and basically become like the scientists from the Muppets, yeah, and designed a whole breed of uh, you know, was a prototype. Yeah, Grand Atkins is like the he could number be like one. He's like distant cousin of Justin and Marcel. He's like yeah. prototype one. He's like yeah. the, the, the number one. Yeah. Hey, Jasmine, Portland is an amazing place to visit. And when are we going to get up there? Soon, hopefully. I hope so, because summer in Portland is outstanding. Warm, sunny weather is perfect for spending time outdoors, especially now that I just found this game the other day while we were tide pooling. Okay. Geocaching. Oh, gosh. I want to go geocaching in Portland. Nerd alert. It would be, is it a nerd alert? It's totally a nerd alert, Pretty but sure. I bet you that's something that you can do in Portland. Absolutely. At 5,200 acres, Portland's Forest Park is one of the largest urban forests in the United States. I bet you there's some geocaching happening there. With more than 80 miles of groomed trails, fire lanes, and forest roads, Forest Park is the perfect excursion for anyone looking to hike, bike, run, bird watch, etc. Visitors feel as though they're miles from civilization. But they're in the middle of the city, which is one of those things. Like when you're sitting in the middle of Portland and you look out above on the range and there's all these beautiful, like the greenage and the evergreens, it's just kind of fabulous. And if you're looking for even more of an adventure in the nature, hiking, windsurfing, kayaking, Mount Hood, the Columbia River Gorge, and the coast are all reachable within a couple of hours. Listen, everyone, visit Portland.com to start planning your trip because you can in Portland. Um, but amazing episode. I guess we're calling this sort of like a hangout sesh or something like that. Yeah. Um, lots of mics. So uh, I'm hoping that the audio is going to be great. We had a blast. Um, and it really, I, I love this because Justin talks about something we've experienced. Um, opening a restaurant, sort of namesake restaurant, closing it. Um, and then like that world of sort of being like a restaurant chef versus a television chef. Yeah. Um, it gets pretty real. I hope nice. you enjoy the episode. Here it is. Justin Warner, Artie Sequera, and David Lewis live from my hotel room in Santa Rosa, California. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. We got four mics working. Uh, Justin Warner, Artie Sequera, and David Lewis are about to walk in the room. Uh, mics on. They should be knocking on the door any second. What's up, everyone? Hey. What are we Hello. drinking, first of all? Uh, are you, have you switched up to... Uh, still tequila. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need the mic. You got to grab the mic. Yeah, we're good. Hey. You know how we roll? We roll raw, dude, as soon as we walk in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, so I can hold this one, too, huh? Yeah, you can hold it. We are on. And then you're on a lot. Right? This is J-Dubs. exciting. This have is you, super exciting. Yeah. Has Justin ever been on your no, podcast? No, this is... Before? I'm almost like sad that Justin Warner's first podcast episode is a four-way. 
okay. <laughs> or should we be? Ex- or should you be excited? I think he's, he seems thing. pretty jazzed about it. I'll deliver four times the content, Richard. Don't you worry. Oh. There you go. Oh. You know he will. Oh. But we so have excited. to get you back, Justin, to do your own. Uh, solo episode at, at some point. Word. Right? Yeah. Um, and Don't I think, you think it'll make the universe explode if both of you are on a podcast together? Do you feel like we're getting near that point? I, Maybe. I feel, like we're, I feel like Justin and I are getting a little closer. Yeah. Because we kind of play in the same sandbox, although yeah. his toys are a lot cooler than mine. Like, maybe you guys are like Clark Kent and Superman without there being a differentiation in... In levels, but just that you're two people who are never seen in the same place at the same Ooh. time. Oh, you're the same person. Is that is that a true thing though? I don't know. No, I not at we, all. Not at all. I was just we, trying we to get something. Yeah. I do like Richard that I, idea though. Richard and I are actually just vibrating back and forth right now as the same person. It's, it's <laughs> actually so fast. If you notice, we never speak at the same time. We're like. Very... <laughs> People yeah. think it's because we're really good and we, we don't step on each other's audio, but actually... It's just because you're one person. It's instant voice modulation and holograms. Yeah. Just all at once. Oh now, I was going to say, David Lewis, this is something that's easy for you and familiar to you because you're, you're a producer. You get to hang out with a lot of uh, super food celebrities, but um, two Food Network stars, you're sitting on the same couch. Oh, my that gosh. Crazy. Winners. Yeah, two winners, oh right? I God. mean, winners. Isn't that, I guess, are you, you know, when you're the winner, you don't become the star, though? Like, if you say Food Network star, it could be anyone that's been on the show? Or how does that work? Um, yeah, I, my interpretation of it is that, um, that, you know, that now it's become like if you're a Food Network star that you've sort of been on the show. So it just means that you've been on the show. What do you think? If you win, you're a champion, right? I, I think that a lot of people that don't win like to say, Food Network star, me. And then I think that people... With <laughs> <laughs> no conjunction. And then I think that the people that do win say, Hi, I'm Justin, and they just sign the check and... You know, they, they move on. Oh, oh. It's very saucy. Oh. Always getting saucy, I Real. But that is true. It's like... Um, it's like I always tell people that I'm a um, James Beard nominated cookbook author. Mm-hmm. I would just say I was a winner if I won, right? Like you, you make the best. Right. Of, like you're just you've been on the show, so right. like you're a Food Network star. You're right. a Top Chef. Sure, right. you were on the show, Top Chef. Doesn't necessarily mean you won. Right, one Top Chef. Although you usually although clarify you on all these shows, you're you should like clarify if you're the winner, right? Like Top Chef winner. Like Bo always says, like Iron Chef winner. He's not just like yeah. Well, because Bo Max got a lot of integrity. <laughs> right? That's like that sort of Boston, like uh, blue collar, sort of grind, grind it out sort of mentality. I'm just kids these days. What Justin was saying is kids these days, they embellish a little bit. Right? Oh, yeah. Even, right? Absolutely. And when did you, by the way, stop? When did you trans- transcend from being like the kid? Because I feel like you have like, there was like mm-hmm. a half a year where I didn't see you because I was banned from uh, Triple G. Remember that mm-hmm. we always talk about? And then I came back. <laughs> it always comes and up. all of a sudden you're like, you were like, just like ultra mature all of a sudden now you're like producing episodes no I mean David it's true he's running around with a producer's cap and and a clipboard and a clipboard he's winning all sorts of contests he's like the OG on the on the set yeah there is honestly I think it's when I closed my restaurant so this is pretty recent it's like a two or three year thing now it's three years now Um, and I think what really happened was that um, you know I had this realization like I can I had a small restaurant you know I can do 90 covers a night And I can get one bad Yelp review, have 89 other totally happy covers that never say anything. Right. And so, great. I've impacted 89 lives that day. Or I can do an episode of Grocery Games. (laughs) Impacts so many lives. (laughs) It's 
relatively easy. There is not a grease trap for me to clean, although I'd probably volunteer to try that position out as well. Sure. <laughs> and so I honestly, I just kind of transferred babies, you know, or like without having the, the crying baby of my restaurant to constantly be nagging at me. You know, it was kind of, I'm not saying it was holding me back, but I could just really focus on the craft and focus on what we're all doing here. Like yeah. I like to it's a it's a like kind of it's just an expression, but now I don't make food, I make TV. You said that the other day we competed on some um, some episode that hasn't aired yet. Yeah. Where we had I think we were cooking with some kids or something or I forget mm-hmm. like some uh mentors. It was a mentor protege thing. Yeah. And you said that you turned to your your uh your kid that you were working with and you said, Listen kid <laughs> You said it just like this. Listen, kid, I don't make food. I make TV. You said that exact thing to him. Yeah. And I was like, that is so baller that you said that. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, you've reached that moment now where you're just like an OG on the block. So are you a little bitter uh, about the restaurant game? Um, I mean... Since you brought it up unprompted, basically. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I definitely have some... uh some feelings about that. Um, And every now and then I still miss the restaurant. But, you know, ultimately... I mean, I got stopped the other day. I was at an art opening, right? The last place you'd expect me to be, or also just like a chef to be hanging out. I and mean, are there Marvel comic book covers hanging in the art gallery? <laughs> I expect you to be actually, <laughs> actually, kind of, yeah. Right. The artist yeah. Jeanette Hayes, you got to check her out. Shout out Jeanette. Um, I actually, she com- I commissioned the piece with her, and so um, she. I'm at the thing, and somebody rando comes up to me. And he's like, "Hey, dude, I just want to know, like, when you were in the neighborhood, those were like the best years of our lives." Oh, and I was like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, I'm so glad that I did that, but also I'm so glad that I got out before we just became kind of like a not special thing Mm. or like a neighborhood standby that's been there forever, but maybe is just kind of mediocre, you know? Got it. Also, Mm. best name restaurant perhaps ever. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. uh, The name of the restaurant was... Do or Dine. Do or Dine. Which is a a play off of the motto that I learned. I I was obsessed with Do the Right Thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I watched that movie for context when I decided I was going to move to Bed-Stuy. Right. And so that's the Spike Lee joint. And uh, there's this Mm -hmm. guy, Radio Rahim. He's got a shirt that says Bed-Stuy Do or Die. And I was like, somebody needs to open a restaurant called Do or Dine. And I just said that to enough people that eventually it happened. It makes a lot of sense. It's Thanks. like just an epic name. One of the best ever. Thanks. Um, does it make you... Artie, have you ever... You're, so you don't have any restaurant... No. You've no. never had a restaurant project, right? No, I've never had a restaurant project. So um, I'm curious from the other way. So yeah. you've only known your celebrity from being like a television star, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Do you have, have you ever like, you know, been cooking a dish or working on your cookbook and then you're like... I need, you know what I need to do? I need this to be a restaurant. Like, I want to give this a... I do sometimes want to do a restaurant because I want people to be able to taste the food. And especially when people say, you know, what's your favorite Indian restaurant in L.A.? And I'm like, come to my house. You know what I mean? I, right. I want people to experience that. Which is also that. incredibly cocky. I mean, L.A. is a pretty big city and it's pretty diverse. And you're just like, it all sucks. Come, come to, to my, my house. house. <laughs> but you always say it nicer. You just say, come to my house. Right. And I'll right. cook you something great. Right. It's just, you know, it's not, it's just not the food that I grew up with, what you find at restaurants and right, stuff. Right. So I don't feel like it's a real good reflection. I have like, especially my husband has like really cool ideas of restaurants that we could do. And I love all of them in theory. I really do. But I just don't know if I have the stick to itiveness to like 
actually see the whole thing through. Right. Because it's a lot. It's you, a lot. You realize that because you're smarter than Justin and I. And, well, and definitely David. The wi- that. I mean, he's super, yeah. super much smarter. Um, I just see what you guys have go through and have gone through. And I staged at, at Luke and I saw what Suzanne goes through. Um, and she's an idol of mine. And I just thought, well, the only way that I think I could do this is if I paired up with someone who has that passion for the restaurant life. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not, a, it's not something that's like even... I like considered it in- for a minute. And then I was talking to... Um, do you guys know Jen Lewis? Of course. In Portland? So Absolutely. Jen, one of my favorite chefs, by the way. She is one of my favorite chefs and people. Do you know Jen Lewis, David? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I just like... She's one of the type of chefs that like... That's the type of chef I wish I was. You know, people that just cook really incredibly soulful food. Yeah. And like, seem to have just a really clear direction where I feel like... And I'm speaking for Justin, but he can jump in if you disagree. Like, mm. we're, we're, we think so fast sometimes. Or yeah. we're, trying, we're trying to develop... You know, art. So I'm not, and yeah. like we're just not thinking about just sometimes just a soulful plate of food. Yeah. And some chefs just do that really incredibly easy and right. fluidly. And I think Jen's one of those chefs. I, I think that's also because when you talk to her too, she's very in touch with her emotions. She's very in touch with like her insides, you know? Right. And I think that sort of translates when she cooks. In any case, when I was talking to Jen one day about like doing a restaurant, she was like, Do you love being in a kitchen and I was like I love the people in a kitchen yeah Mm. she's like if you don't love being in it like I crave it right and she's like if you don't love that then don't do it and I was like fair okay but what about Aisha Curry and Michael Mina just opened a restaurant in San Francisco together and I'm sure that it's not Aisha in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was definitely like, not. Like Eater, Eater did a video. I think or Infatuation did a video of like the opening night, like, like a docu follow, you know, video she, of it. She's opening near my house. Just quick sidebar. Really? Oh, really? Uh, another location. Another location already. Uh, what is it? Urban Smoke? No. What International is Smoke. International Smoke. Got it. Okay. Well, I guess. I mean, there's there's money there, so that's yeah. that's cool to do that. But um, it, it just was interesting to think like. In that sense, yeah. Aisha wanted to have a restaurant. Right. I'm sure I don't. I've not spoken to her about it, you know. But I'm right. just thinking, she had it. She found a, a chef to pair with. Right. That like, would be my dream. That, right. that would be my dream is to pair with someone that I love and that like gets what that we, it would be a collaboration. Well, that's smart. I mean, first right. of all, a couple things right. to break down. One, Aisha, friend of Triple G, good friend. Right. Right. Steph just won game one of the uh, NBA Finals also today that. as we're talking. What? Go Dubs, right. but also, also go Celtics. What's that? Oh. Go Dubs, but also go Celtics. That's also just like, you can root for also just like just saying, like sports ball in general, money. <laughs> rah, rah, sports yeah. ball, which is which, which is the first time I've heard say, said on set today. It was the first time I've heard it, but I heard it like oh, really? nine times. That's today. like that's how oh, you yeah. refer to sports, right? But like I've heard other people beside you, it's growing. Yeah, it's a growing thing. Like if you have kind of like interesting tattoos and a weird hat, you probably say sports ball on set. <laughs> I've noticed. I have no tattoos, but I still say sports um, ball. But Aisha's that's smart. So she she's pairing up with Michael Mina. Michael right. Mina, by the way, one of the best restaurateurs in the game a lot of people don't really even know who he is maybe even more so on the east coast i mean you know because you're a chef a chef guy but um no no one knows he's got like how right. many restaurants does michael mina have? so many right. and guess what whether you go to like a steakhouse in dc or one of his restaurants in san francisco they're all really really high quality mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. makes sense but aisha's not in the kitchen wait like, like giada is not in the kitchen in vegas right like i was what i was getting at was that there was this whole video of the opening night and you know she's just there kind of expediting the line mm-hmm. but like really she's more about all the front of house and i think consult you know working with him to menu plan and figure that out and i think that you should that's smart so it looks like uh, it looks like Art should find have... hey michael mina if you're listening oh i thought well why not jen lewis Jen Lewis. Oh my gosh! Because Jen Lewis that also be just opened up. What is the rest? She just opened up Ray. Ray, 
which is it's is it Israeli food? It's, or it's, uh, no, it's yeah, um, Israeli. It's Israeli, but it's embracing the cosmopolitan nature of Israel and all the different cultures that have settled there. So she could definitely dive into different like, yeah. regions and cultures. That might be a good. That's a really good idea, Justin. Are you gonna? So now you seem like you're like kind of. I'm, I'm out of restaurants for a bit, but I know you. Like you're pretty ambitious. You know I'm if a the, masochist. <laughs> <laughs> that as well, well, and for sure. I mean, if the opportunity comes about, though, like you, you're gonna give it another shot, or well, so what I think made my restaurant Duradine uh, a success and and such a wild success, given that we opened this and um, this is the exact figure. We had hundred seventy thousand dollars to open that restaurant. Wow! On day one. Quick sidebar, not a lot of money for a restaurant. Right. right. On day one, right. we had less than $1,000 of operating capital. Wow. Right. right? Okay. We survived yeah. for four and a half years. We were in the New York Times. We were in the New Yorker. Wow. Like, we had our awning drawn, like, you know, in that, like, New Yorker, like, sense, you know, where they give you the... You know, it's, it's, it's that you got a New Yorker cartoon sort of thing. Right. Like, right. hand-drawn version of my awning. Right. right. And yeah. I was like, <gasps> like, we're doing this, boys. Um, so, I think the reason is it was, it was a success was, and this sounds trite, right place, right time, right a- attitude, but also right people. And so, we had all of the, because we didn't have right money, that's for sure, but we had the right attitude at the right time with the right people in place. And I think that everybody will tell you, oh, right place, right time, but... Without the right attitude and without the right people, I don't think you can make like a viral hit. And our restaurant was very popular very quickly. And just like a good meme, kind of short-lived. Right. But also like, you know, there's still people coming up to me saying like, what are those? You know, but like about my restaurant. Well done. Exactly. Way to take it back to the meme game. Strong. I liked also that was one of the shouts. I know you're a, a comic guy. Yes. So uh, they didn't they riff they riffed off that in Black Panther, right? Absolutely. Very very good. Uh, do you know what he's talking about, David? By the way, no, because I don't know you, because you're always like you got a headphones on and you're like working all the time and yeah, when you're not, you're doing really like uh, cosmopolitan sort of stuff. You just went to a lot. <laughs> you. My eyebrows went up a lot. Did you know. just go to the ballet this week? Did I did. You? I did. Right. Yes. So like you have not seen Black Panther. No, but I haven't seen Black Panther because I haven't seen. I haven't been to a theater in like almost a year. I don't have a good reason. I love movies. I just. I don't. I don't know what happened. Oh. What had happened was I didn't go. So I have to that's what I was thinking the for the. Side. I was thinking for the for the podcast at one point to just do like especially while we're up here in Santa Rosa like a triple G movie night. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just like play it, and then we'll just like kind of critique a VH1 style like the movie that we're or like mystery, or like mystery science, science theater. Yeah. It would be a long podcast though, but some it, podcasts true. are really, really long. I mean, well. there's there's longer with less content, so it's fine. Well, but then people could turn the movie on, so we would choose a movie that's oh. on Netflix, and they could watch it, and then they could also have one headphone in because you know Whoa. you're on your phone when you're watching Netflix anyway. Yeah. So you're getting sort of like does someone do? Is someone do like a Twitch for? Watching movies and commenting—is someone doing that? I think there's something weird with um, like content, like era, like copyright. You know what I mean? In yeah. terms of, but I feel like you could say, "All right, boys, we're all loading up Netflix right now. Yeah. S- press play. Yeah, now. Right. Yeah, and then we don't play the audio. Like, if everyone watching who's part of the podcast has headphones on, and you don't catch any of the audio in the podcast, oh. totally doable. Oh my gosh! The you issue guys. is. The sound or the video. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't have any of that stuff in there. You're not breaking but- anything. 
Hey, listen. Before Angel's Envy was created, the idea of finishing bourbon in port barrels was one of many shared between bourbon industry legend Lincoln Henderson and his son Wes. That is until Wes enticed Lincoln to come out of retirement to pursue a passion project together as a family. During his 40 years of experience in the whiskey industry, Lincoln had collected a black book full of innovation ideas and inspiration. But when Wes presented the idea of a passion project, he knew immediately that the port finish was the one they should pursue together. Wes, who shared Lincoln's spirit of restless curiosity, along with a passionate entrepreneurial spirit of his own, stepped in to drive the project forward. Today, Wes carries on his father's legacy, leading Angel's Envy alongside two of his sons, one who has followed closely in Lincoln's footsteps as Angel's Envy's production manager, having acquired Lincoln's fascination and skill with flavor profiles, both understanding that there's one sentiment held higher than the rest when it comes to Angel's Envy. It's not perfect till it's finished. In the Henderson family, bourbon is an important bridge between generations, a way lessons are handed down from father to son. Sometimes these lessons come from a book, but more often they're taught the way Lincoln valued most, by doing. This Father's Day, Angel's Envy will be sharing more lessons from Lincoln and the Henderson family, as well as Father's Day-inspired cocktails on their Instagram and Facebook pages. So follow these pages to learn more. Or, if you're looking to celebrate Father's Day this year with a refined bourbon worth sharing, you can find out where to buy a bottle of their port-finished bourbon or rum-finished dry near you at angelsenvy.com. Hey, Jasmine, you like our show, right? Yeah. I bet you then you would love Heather Dubrow's show. Step into Heather Dubrow's world every Friday on Podcast One. Heather's talking to some fabulous guests like Queer Eyes, Camaro Brown, YouTube's Mamrie Hart, and Grace Helbig, and so many more. Although we haven't been on the Heather Dubrow show, but we so want to be on there, don't we, Jasmine? Totally. Listen, if you don't want to miss a second of it, check out Heather Dubrow's world at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. And also remember to rate and review Heather Dubrow's show. And hey, while you're there. Rate Starving for Attention. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. So Twitch, though, you know what? I know Justin knows what Twitch is because he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Twitch is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you, I mean, I feel like that's like... Did you just launch your your Twitch page? I did a a three-week live cooking show for two hours every night, every weeknight. I would cook live. And I, I know this guy who just was able to put this, this stuff together, to get a team together. It was like the Avengers, honestly. Right. And he just assembled this team to make this be a real thing as like proof of concept. And so we did it for three weeks, and it was a wicked success. And within minutes of me completing the recipes, right. people were tweeting pictures. Look, I made the same thing you made. Wow. So like my like insane deep-fried burgers were being made across the country simultaneously. And it was like the greatest feeling. And once people got that rush of their food sh- popping up on the screen, right? Like it, it's like so huge. Like that is a huge rush, you know. That's that's so. Weird. I mean, do you do you do you do Twitch at all already? Or? No, I'm not. No, I'm not into the. David. I haven't done the Twitch thing. But no. it's that thing. It's that. So you know. But you know what it is. So like, yeah. when people can comment. Oh, someone's playing a video game. Yeah. You can comment on it. Yeah. Or you can give them money while they're playing. Right. Yeah. And you're really doing this just so that they say. Hey, what's up, Artie? Yeah. Hey, thanks for the five dollars in Bitcoin. Or I don't. What is, I don't even. I don't even really know what. I it is would yet. love to be on a platform where I just go on there and people just send me money. I know it's well, happening right I now. I mean, I'm sure well, I can do it right now. Like, well, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? People have been doing that for a while. That day, yeah. That's thanks, true. Internet. Yeah. Um, um, it is. I mean? It's. It is the porn strategy, basically. Right. <laughs> You should call it the porno pyramid or the porno scheme instead of Ponzi scheme, right? Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I was basically a cam chef. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. right. As opposed to like a cam person. That's right. the way to. That's the way to. And I that's like what. That. And that's what Twitch is. It's, right. it's people playing uh, cam cam video games. Just right, to right, give right. you guys, I know an, that, but I'm just to love the money part of it. I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah. To give you guys an example, right now there's a player uh, Ninja. That's what he goes by. Yes. And he plays this game called Fortnite. And recently, he's so good at Fortnite that Drake, who is also a huge fan of Fortnite, right. <laughs> uh, okay. played you... with him. What? Wow. And they streamed that then so that everyone could watch Drake playing with Ninja on Fortnite. No way. Uh, That's crazy. And this guy makes 500, 000, an estimated at least $500,000 a month. Right. <gasps> what? Yes. And I'm going to get this. I think I'm right with this. And I want to say that that one Drake stream might have made $800,000. That one session with Jeez. Drake by playing video games with Drake. I mean, it is Drake. I get it. Yeah. You know, what about David? Listen, you're a producer. Like, maybe that's the future of Triple G. Sure. But people, also, can people I just People, like, say- dial in on the, on the digital space, and then they can say, uh, hey, Guy Fieri, I hear... Here's a lot of money. Say my name while, while you're challenge. <laughs> totally. But also, I think of this and I'm like, wow, like, I don't understand the world sometimes. Like, the economy is just like, does like these things, money pours into like things like that that I would never have expected. Or, or, that's or what I was conceived. talking about. Last time, we, last time we did a podcast up here with Antonia. Right. And Antonia didn't understand what I was like. Don't, that, that could be integrated into like uh, Triple G and Flavor yeah. Town Market so yeah. easily. For especially sure. Especially with all the products. Yeah. yeah. You know what would be a great idea? I think you it know should be a little... store. You could buy it. If, if Justin Warner goes to grab uh, ramen noodles in Flavortown Market, I yeah. think the price should pop up right there on the screen, and you can just click it mm-hmm. and get yeah. Justin Warner's uh, the noodles that he bought right yeah. there. That would be awesome. Like it's super Well, I mean, it's like you know what Instagram is now doing, where you if it has a little dot, is it a dot or a mm-hmm. little suitcase yeah. or something in the corner of it that means that you can click on it and it'll lead you directly to the product to the product so you can yep. buy it right off this photo it's, this, it's a little oh. shopping bag but then there can be dots on the products if there's multiple yeah. in the page in the yeah. picture so i not i think like, i have not really seen that yeah. is it on only like sponsored stuff or no you can do it no it's it's on anyone that's trying to sell something so you could i could link it up and here's a picture of me holding mm-hmm. some food with some sneakers you can buy these right? noodles here. Yeah, these yeah, but wasn't yeah. the etymology of all this like TV where you could buy like like Vanna White's dresses were for sale and like yeah. on Wheel of Fortune and soap operas you could buy the things after the show ended. Yeah, and, I, I think mean, for a few years thing. ago people were talking about that. You know, being able to watch TV and then being able to sort of click in some way or another. Well, um, it is the home shop. Are we talking about the home shopping? I mean, <laughs> never heard oh, of it. Is no, 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 what is this new technology? But home shopping <laughs> is like very blatant. I'm talking about things that are a little more like immersive, a little and more like subtle. Cross, whatever. Yeah, cross. Well, I mean, you see that all the time. I don't know. I don't even know how much like um, behind the scenes product integration goes on on a show like Triple G. You know, if we have it, it's we when it happens, it's pretty, pretty blatant. obvious. Yeah, right. Like we'll be like, we'll get a grocery list and say you have to buy something frozen, something green, and Ego Homestyle wobbles <laughs> in family size. Yeah. You know, like right. it's pretty blatant. I think I did an episode uh, that was like a Kiko Man episode. Yes, right? oh. soy sauce in dessert. Right, so okay. everything was Tell like dessert. It wasn't soy sauce. Like it was soy Kiko sauce Man, caramel, low sodium soy sauce. Oh whatever. yeah, I, think I got a T-shirt for that. Yeah. thank you. And then they aired yeah. like. Eight Kikamon commercials on that episode. That's how it works, though. That yeah. makes sense. But you do see a lot of that, uh, like product integration. I was watching some sitcom the other day, and the uh, like the, the the leads were trying to like pack the back of their car, and they did like, oh, I can't get into the back of the car. And they used their foot to open the trunk of the Ford Focus or right. whatever it was. And I was oh, like, geez, man. 
They just that, they just ran a Ford commercial I on know. us. I didn't sure. even know it. It just like played right out in it. That's cool. the most successful market or commercials right now because is anything is like integrated marketing where like yeah. you're not going to DVR over it. Yeah. Do you think you eventually just um, this is my own fault because I'm I'm a pretty big consumer too. I know it's a character flaw, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. do you eventually just just buy it because you just keep seeing it? Like on my Instagram page, I keep seeing these T-shirts, and no. the other day I was like, I'm the opposite. I'm just gonna buy it. <laughs> Because I keep seeing it. Yeah. It does look like a nice t-shirt and it's now in my head and like I'm just going to click on it and buy these t-shirts. I will say that I keep seeing ads for a LaCroix swimwear. Like it's what? LaCroix cans on trunks and like oh, one man, piece. I got to get on your But page. the first time I saw it, I was like, I want to buy it. And then I was yeah. like, oh crap, I don't have my wallet with me and I want, I'll, I'll buy this later. And it's been popping up. So like, yeah. yes, I, but I'll probably buy it because it keeps popping up to remind me. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, it was love at first. Do you think that they That's smell one of the... like the LaCroix flavors? Like a scratch and I sniff? will douse myself with a can just to match. <laughs> That's what you think is a good idea. No, I was going to say, that would be good because they David, you smell then... like pomplamoose. They have be... a pomplamoose one. I was like, do I get pomplamoose? Because that color scheme may not go with my skin tone very well. Or do I get the, the regular blue one? That's you got it. Whatever your inner would... spirit spirit animal equivalent it would finally make a good use for like the coconut LaCroix which is the The worst flavor ever but it might make a good underwear aroma Mm. like little like suntan lotion perhaps yeah coconut LaCroix smells like a beach day and tastes like that's what I'm saying it's like one of those things like if you don't know you're about to sip it like you have to know what you're tasting because yeah. if you're yeah. not ready for coconut carbonated it's like oh, it's popcorn horrible. flavored jelly bellies you put it in your mouth you're like I thought it was pear I yeah. thought it was pear <laughs> and it's awful yeah but it's it still so but, gross but then it's still just like butter I mean the popcorn's not that bad right but if you're not it's ready not for it I ever ever it's like, like red I refuse to eat this you know? the yeah the popcorn one? Yeah. one is pretty nasty yeah and then it I is pretty get nasty mistaken with good ones what is like that um I miss those. I miss those. Those like they were like uh, not tra- garbage pail kid. Like, oh Like the yeah. ones where you get it, but it would be like vomit. Yeah. Or like hot garbage. Oh, Oof. this is an idea for a, uh, a challenge. I think. <laughs> hot garbage and go. Yeah, and then actually, we don't, you don't need to do that because it kind of happens on its own anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes, like today, True. a very rare day. Yeah. Not the we had a you know a couple plates that were okay. really tough. At so the you end. call yourself DJ Creme Fresh now? Is there a DJ Hot Garbage no, no. Judge? Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam. Uh, I've also I told you I've transitioned from Creme Fresh now. So it's heavy cream, right. Creme Fresh, Cool Whip. Oh right, 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 right. right. Why are you Cool Whip? Because <laughs> I'm because I'm Cool Whip because it's like you know like Creme Fresh is just like Cool Whip's got a nice right, but it's branded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's cool. Also, it could be refrigerated, room temperature, frozen, That's right. savory, it's sweet. It's also not it really matter. dairy. It's only like Twinkies. Like, it's going to last. It's going to last. You don't really know what it is. BT Dubs, right. have you tried the coconut Cool Whip that's made out? There's no dairy. I mean, I don't know if there's dairy in Cool <laughs> Whip. There's definitely no dairy in it. Well, there's a coconut There's still no dairy version. in this one either. Yeah, right. it's right. actually wicked good. No, wait. Really? I can't believe you guys are dogging, like, Cool Whip. No, no. I have no oh, problem okay. with it. But what the coconut Cool Whip, I'll do it. Isn't Ready Whip the whipped cream? In the yeah, can, but they're both whipped cream, ready whip and cool whip. Are they both part of like the but whip I, company? I think no. I think no. Whip, cool whip is made uh, out of like vegetable oil and stuff. Yeah, right. that makes sense. So that makes sense for them to do a coconut version. Is, it's I mean, yeah. yummy. 
Calypso like straight molecular. I guess they both are. That's like yeah. molecular gastronomy. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's like, why. He, that's why you do what you do. Like right, exactly. <laughs> like that's why. It's, yeah. That, see, it's the Cool Whip is what you know inspired Justin and I to like do what we do. Right. Yeah. How do you? How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't leave a spoon. Right. It's not dairy. You know, like non-dairy creamer is dope. I did a. Uh, this is so like. In the old days, sure, molecular gastronomy, you were like, I'm going to make a sphere, I'm going to make a foam, I'm going to aerate this, I'm going to do that. But um, I had to do a kosher event recently where I couldn't use any dairy, so I'm like, watch me put this non-dairy creamer, no mm-hmm. clue how that's done, mm-hmm. in this parsnip puree, mm-hmm. and it. What people were like, it's like eating parsnip snow, like they're losing their mind. <laughs> right. Oh my god! And I'm like, thanks, like molecular gastronomy, yeah. you made non-dairy creamer. And you made my parsnip puree. Yeah. Perfect. And I served it with beef. That's so cool. Mm. So this is yeah. a sensation that this in, this these people have absolutely never experienced. Wow. Oh my God, that's, that's so that's cool. They've never had dairy and beef together. Right? Yeah. So you've kind of made it So the future thing is, now I take non-dairy creamer, you know, and then I add a little bit of, like, onion powder and mustard and maybe nutritional yeast to get these, like, uh, you know, sulfury flavors that one might find in cheeses. And then I, I use like gelatin or agar agar to set that good guy, and I put that on a burger, and now we have our first cheeseburger. Mm. You are changing the lives of the chosen people. That's right. the way to do I it. Mean, they say that. We, I went through a, uh, speaking of cheeseburgers and molecular gastronomy, I went those. through a yeah. uh, edible, I, I went through a sliceable condiment phase where, I, where oh, yeah. I, wanted, I was obsessed with making sliceable ketchup that you could just yeah. buy like sliced cheese. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and you could just, you know, because you can do it the same yeah. way that Justin yeah. told me. You right. can kind of gel it up and there's just one slice of ketchup right on your burger, ketchup yeah. on every bite. Why yeah. hasn't Heinz sold that? I need to get back to some of those ideas. Honestly, this kind of is a segue to what Artie and I and Dave, we were talking about a dinner where it's like your, your career goes through these phases because sometimes you think or a network or your business partner or your manager tells you what to do. Yeah. I should be doing more of that still, I feel like. Yeah. Right? It's getting back to that joy. Like, I, so I was... Like, talk- yeah, Indian food. Yeah. Well, I, so I was talking to um, to Bren, my husband. Hello, people Hi, who Bren. don't know my husband. So Bren, my husband's Bren. an actor. And, <laughs> and I was talking to Bren, and just before I came over here, and he was like, you know, I've just had this hankering to get back into improv class. He's an actor. But, you know, I've been looking at my friends who are doing it, and I'm like, how is this going to lead to some money for you? You know, because he's that's his mindset at the moment is how do I generate some money for my family? And and he was like, but I'm realizing that I need to get back to doing this stuff because it's just the joy of it. And sometimes I think we get so deep into what we're doing for us. It's food and and TV that that's why I was asking you at dinner, like, what else do you like to do so that you can kind of get those creative juices going, but in a completely separate, different way? You kind of have to do it because none of us started doing any of this for money. Right. Or for even exposure or fame. Like you just wanted to make a dope parsnip puree at yeah. some point <laughs> not to like get called out for it by Bobby Flay you know yeah, yeah. Or, right, or right, whatever right. it was you just did it because it was cool right and it is hard to sort of look almost backwards right right to try and find that passion I mean I you know people who tell me that like they read cookbooks like novels and they read them before bed I wish I had that inclination I mm. don't to that be sounds honest. like it would stress me out yeah <laughs> like I use I I keep a rotating thing of cookbooks in the restroom with me in my bathroom. Oh, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, I feel like my blood pressure Natural increases, and it like yeah. helps with the the process. Extraction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. 
Dave, what about, does that happen? Do you ever have moments like, like, I mean, again, we talked when you were here last time about, like, you came up and you were doing, you know, you're on a, you know, a movie set and you're right. doing this sort of thing. Then all of a sudden you're, you fell into, like, challenge production. Right. But are you ever, like, you ever get that, like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what else, like, what's next. Or I, I, don't, I don't know that I phase out of TV, but I feel like there's, like, I basically, I think I was saying this before, but I started working with my, my now husband at his clothing company and started to do all these, helping him with the elements that are behind it of like marketing and e-commerce and like, Mm. like, like all these things about like selling retail was like, or clothes from that level got really exciting. And I realized that there's like, there's, I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's not going to be clothing for me, but there's something that I really like about the, like the growth of a business and, and and a product and an idea and like really mm. honing it in and learning things that you need to learn to basically make it successful and to do those things and I find that exciting. It's you, you, it's the uh, entrepreneurial itch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. There's not a like, cream for that. It's so hot right now. Is it is it overexposed? Is it I mean like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur right now. Yeah, you but that's a that? problem too and especially especially in LA it's like you'll meet someone out and they're like, yeah, I'm an actor slash artist slash entrepreneur and model and I'm also a manager. And they're like, <laughs> cool. And also when you had the Starbucks at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, so you must be very right, busy. Yeah. Right? Like, right. So I kind of... The Wi-Fi's better there. Right, totally. <laughs> so I feel like, yes, I have the entrepreneurial itch, but I feel like that's the word has almost become like a dirty word in L.A. I feel like... It's like it's great. I love that everyone's kind of trying to figure out their things, and you everyone's trying to explore different avenues. But yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to say you should get that treated. Yeah, if everybody in LA has an entrepreneurial <laughs> itch. <laughs> but you're an entrepreneur. Do, do you well, consider you know, yourself I mean, I, one? Uh, I mean, am I? I guess that's the question. I think I know that it's like such a hot thing to say right now, and right. I, I've probably definitely been guilty of saying it. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to do more work and more business that's sort of disconnected from food like the, the, like you even asked me at dinner what else are you into besides food and like there are a lot of things that I'm interested in and I think that's kind of one of the keys to entrepreneurship is having this sort of di- you know the diversity to sure. see an idea like you're sure. saying you're, you're a producer you're like in the arts but like oh clothing fashion yeah. I can right. do that there's right. something there Right. I mean, Justin, you have so many interests, right? I mean, oh, tons, yeah, tons of interests, and you're doing this. I mean, this stuff with Marvel, right? Yeah. So, like, it, I I sometimes struggle to sort of find like what that second thing is that I maybe should be pursuing for just the, even passion. The way I've started right. to kind of organize my life and my interests is um, like with Venn diagrams, but also with outliers. You know, so if there's a passion or a hobby or something that I have that doesn't Venn diagram into something else easily and clearly then I'm like maybe I shouldn't 100% focus on that's that that's very smart right so like for example I'm a Lego fanatic guess what Marvel has a ton of Marvel Lego right. great I got an overlap there I make Marvel food now and that's because there's a giant overlap of people who love Marvel and also love food right, yeah, right. well so now I've got three bubbles of three things that I'm really excited about and, you know, call me crazy, but I have a feeling that video gamers also really love food. Great. I put that bubble in. Guess mm-hmm. what? There are a ton of video gamers that love Marvel. Fantastic. And, right. you know, like, Lego is kind of like the original. You know, Lego came out in like 1960. But, you know, they give you a book and they give you tools and they say, hey, would you like to go through this? And so there's something that it's like a recipe in yeah. 3D. And it's also something you can play with. So it's kind of like a video game before even Atari, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, right. In that it's a fantasy world that's before you that you can manipulate and alter to your wildest dreams. 
And I, it, food is that way. Video games are that way. Right. And so I think that there is, a, there is a person at the nexus of all of these things. And that is the greatest Justin Warner fan of all time. Absolutely. Right? Listen, those 17 people. No, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, my God. No, 100%. No, though, I mean, truly, though, all those things do overlap. First of all, you got to come see me because I live near Legoland, which I think would just be oh, yeah. fun yeah. for you yeah. and I to go, like, march through Legoland and, like, That'd be the most fun it. field trip. Live stream it, bro. Yeah. Um, you're doing the Marvel thing. That's, like, insane. I want to cross one of my passions into yours now and see if we can get that diagram really, or, like, cross-reference. I have this really weird thing where I want to... Um, I have two girls, two younger girls. Yep. I want to design dollhouse kitchens. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm serious. That would be amazing. That's amazing. Like I want to like like take like you know a nice dollhouse and be like I'm gonna drop a 12 burner range in there. <laughs> we get a little immersion circulator in there. But yeah. I'm thinking with the Lego thing, there might be some mashup. Like you know who's probably got a badass uh, Lego Marvel kitchen? Hmm. Iron Man. Right? He has you to. Know oh, totally. Oh, yeah. No Tony Stark has got yep. an immersion circulator or a hundred. Totally. All right. Yeah. Totally. Sure. So you guys aren't judging me. That's really good. No, really good I think friends. it's great. Yeah. And I hope he has like those sub zero refrigerators that are like your lower and upper cabinets. And That's none of those saying. like standalone standard like big refrigerators. He needs like the cool inset under the counter. Reach ins, we call those in the biz. Yeah, yeah. Reach ins yeah. are the ones that are under the counter? Yeah, yeah. reach ins. Oh. Yeah. Reach in. But sub zero is the one really uh, a Viking. Like a, um, a, pull, a pull out drawer instead of a or, door. Like, open. open cabinets. Yeah. Totally well, listen, amazing. this is Iron Man and Tony Stark. This is yeah. all voice technology. Yeah. No hands needed. Right, right. right. This oh, is yeah. just uh, Friday. Open. Is it Friday? What's his operating system right now? Is it? Or it has been Friday in the past, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Friday, uh, freezer open. That's actually going to happen in real life. Oh yeah, for the sure. The whole voice activated, like that's where we're on the cusp of all of that. Mm-hmm. You can already talk yeah, to well, like, like higher Samsung um, refrigerators have like touch screens you can like talk to, like add- right. But, it, the list. It, but Alexa, yeah, I mean, it's only yeah. a matter of time. But yeah. it makes sense in the kitchen because it's the actual, pl- like, when you do it for picking out a song, okay, you're just lazy. Right. You could probably just pick a song out on, like, Spotify or whatever. Right. But in a kitchen, it actually makes sense. Your hands are dirty. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to turn on the faucet. You oh, my gosh. Tur- Can I tell you the best thing that I got in my kitchen recently, and um, I am obsessed with it now, is a, like, a soap dispenser where you just have to put your hand underneath it. Oh, and then yeah. it, it spits out the soap. Yeah. I, you know, my, like... $5 one from Target broke. Right. And then I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to spend $20 on a soap dispenser. It's the best thing ever because often when you're reaching for the soap, it's because you have like chicken on your fingers. Right. Totally. It is my go-to present for anybody that cooks now. Oh my That's gosh. really cool. It's so great. Name on that and just oh, yeah. like do well, the Artie Sequoia version of that. Yeah, what would that when be? When it says your name, like you say something when it, yeah. it, it when it dispenses soap, it's your voice. It just saying, says tomato, potato. Right. No, right. It just says random, adorable. <laughs> uh, yeah, basil. Vitamins. Wash off that sauce. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Wash off that sauce is so good. <laughs> you actually got to say banana and tomato in the same yes, sentence. Yes, today, yeah. Never should have. Never should have. Yeah, those aren't things. <laughs> Justin could make it work. There is, uh, whatever, that, those, but, but banana and, and uh, They're both tomato. fruit. You don't see too often, no. and maybe some curries. Yeah. Well, there's banana ketchup. Right. Yes. That doesn't have tomatoes in it. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with. Does it, it have bananas yeah. in it? It, it does. Yes. I, okay. Listen, I got into a fight with Guy about this, <laughs> and he's like, "Banana ketchup." And I'm like, "Yeah, what about it?" And I'm like, "I don't want to." It's like. Oh, don't say no, that. No, no, no. Just like it was like awkwardly no, no, hard to watch. No. The the fight. Oh, the fight. Okay, okay. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. And I was like, Sorry. well. 
banana ketchup. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm, I've never had it. I think it's, like, Filipino. Right. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Southeast Asian. And, like, I'm pretty sure it's 99% corn syrup, so I don't use it. Right. So, bra, like, I, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me right now. <laughs> But that was not what he wanted from me at that juncture. <laughs> he wanted he's to asking you to, to give your authority on the use of banana ketchup. And but like, like honestly, use it. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm not fact, like nope. a deep Filipino expert, and like unless we're doing like the Jolly Bee episode, I just recently had Jolly Bee fried chicken. Yeah. It's, what are you talking oh. about right now? It's a uh, it's a it's a, a chain, Filipino, a Filipino it. chain. Oh. I've seen it. It's it's. I've amazing. never had it. And it's out fri- there. fried chicken. What is it? It's fried chicken. Spaghetti with uh, ham and hot dogs in it, in the bolognese, in their oh. like version of bolognese. Um, I the I think the best thing I had was their version of the hand pie, which was um, mango and something, hmm. and that was out of control. The fried chicken was very good, I thought. I don't think it's any crack shack, right? But um, good. <laughs> yeah, so it's something. It's, it's like all like traditional Philip. Filipino food? I think I it's I think it's traditional Filipino fast food. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, fast yeah. food only goes yeah. back so far. And so it's as traditional as that. But Dude. it's kind of like their national fast Mango food. Mango hand pie. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I think we should take a field trip next time we're I all think. in L.A. I love how also Justin got into something we were chatting about at dinner. Like those moments where like kind of you get in trouble with guy. That's like not really like you're not really in trouble. Don't, don't roll your... It's all good. Okay. Like, these moments where it's just like, you don't know like you don't know what to do. You're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And, like, you get pulled off to the side, and Coach grabs your face mask a little bit, and is uh, like, get back in there. It happened today. <laughs> You're supposed to be our banana ketchup expert. I got in today, though, because I... You know, we always do that shopping spree at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Today was rich. Well, I was hurt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, forget, because you... I always try to prompt you guys to say things during the shopping spree, and I was trying to make a pun... To the judges during the spree because like someone's trying to grab a oh the first a one. food yeah. and I made a food pun in it and then I was just like yelling into the microphone and so then the, he just yelled it out loud and it was the answer the and the judge guy yelled the judge it yelled it out what it was you know we do the and, trivia on the shopping spree oh and this is like when they're in earshot of yes the, and they were in earshot and it was like twenty seconds of just him oh. grabbing all the wrong things around it and then right. he yelled that and the guy grabbed it and. It's just like a little bit of a like, David, you should never talk to judges again. But you know, but that yeah. means that you're actually really invested. It means I'm so influential. <laughs> you're that such you an influencer. That you can make the biggest, most bellowing judge <laughs> <laughs> with the, 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 the most significant timber, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. The giant? Mm-hmm. Nice. He's got a giant voice. Yes. Uh, He's got that great voice. It's very it Game of Thrones. He's yeah. like... Yeah. It's very I don't. It, it, it was like the eye of Sauron, like, like <laughs> telling you the answer to a riddle. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> it was oh so good. my gosh! Oh man! I uh, well, I guess I can't. I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about the thing I got to experience recently. Do you um, always shopping, have CNN on in your room? I it's have a problem. It's a very I large screen. I just keep watch. looking over. Yeah. And I mean, Anderson well, Cooper is a silver fox, and I'm okay to admit that I. He's very that. intelligent, David. Yes, I know that. <laughs> he also is. Yes, <laughs> he's also super rich. I right? pay to watch him on the camera too. Let's just be honest. But um, no, do Twitch. you do you just always have CNN on in your room? I was I'm oh, always so no, curious about people's hotel room um, habits. Me too. What do I have on? The, no, we watched last time we did. Well, it was the Winter Olympics last time. Oh yes, oh, I yeah. loved. I do watch a lot. I, I need to stop watching so much, but when I travel, I do watch a ton of. Not at home, yeah. But in a hotel room, for some yeah. reason, I do watch a lot of news. I can't watch the news at home. I'm kind of fallen for the fact that it's so exciting every day. 
Like, I know that's hard. Like, no, like, it's literally just like, what's going to happen today? I know. I yeah. Know. Like, yeah, it, true. it is becoming, like, every day is like, oh, no. If, like, it's a normal news cycle now. Like, yeah. there was something about last night someone brought a tiger to the prom. Like, that oh was my God. And it was, like, a caged tiger and parents were outraged. And I was like, I didn't want to watch it. Like, that's not news. Like, there's no, right. like, scandal. Like... That's like what the news was uh, three years ago. Right. Right. Someone brought a tiger to the prom. It's like right. in um, Anchorman. In the, now, what was like, it? The hamster water skiing. You're like, that's not news. The sort of the sweet little story at the end of it. I, you know, because that's how yeah. we were taught. I, yeah. We're like right. when I was in school, it was like, and even when I started in a newsroom, it was like you always end on an uplifting story so that people don't walk away. That's your E block, right? Your last. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it was our F block. Actually. Oh, hey, mm. F block. Um, mm. Yeah, and um, and it was always an uplifting story, but I, I don't know whether they do that anymore. How I'm, how come or are you still interested in like? food journalism yeah I'm really interested in food journalism but I want to find a way to make it interesting because I know that I'm completely overwhelmed with information right like I don't even know who's telling the truth and who's telling a lie right and then um, I don't know how to I, I want to find a way to make it no pun intended but kind of pun intended uh, appetizing Right. You know, like in a way that doesn't feel like guilting people into watching this thing so that they feel more responsible for their food. Because I think people feel overly responsible for things at the moment. Right. And that's why we bury our noses into our phone for hours at a time, because we're just trying to escape the world. So I, I want to find a way to, to educate people. My dad just sent me a thing today about like, you know, the food industry and how we're poisoning ourselves and stuff. Right. It's like, I don't want to click that link. You know, even it's though it probably heavy. should. It's yeah. A, that, and that's why people are watching um, someone eat a chili cheeseburger and get it all in their goatee and just like go for, go to town on it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Or they're watching uh, Tasty Vids, which. Right. I don't know if you guys have discussed Tasty Vids. No, but let's. Is, yeah. So Tasty Vids, um, a.k.a. within the business, they're called Hands and Pans. Yes. Mm. So like I got friends, you know, that work on camera or they work in the, the like mm. culinary side of production. That, that means they're not on camera, but like they're getting the food together for the recipe. Or maybe they just have very attractive hands. Um, <laughs> like like uh, in Seinfeld when uh, George was the hand model. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm I have, I have a, a bittersweet relationship with these Hands and Pans videos because Here's the thing. They present and they present some information in a very quick and easy to digest format. Like it's not a long read. Mm-hmm. I don't get the thing. One of the things that annoys me about food blogs is that it's such and such as personal opinion and feelings. And Jacob only eats cauliflower rice, so I have to make cauliflower pizza crust when I just wanted a pizza crust recipe. You know what I mean? There's a, right. lot, of yeah, preamble there's a lot of preamble to give me the yeah. damn information that I need. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yes. Right. So Tasty solves that problem. Right. But at the same time, they never actually show effort. Right. Because it gets sped up to like two or three mm-hmm. times. Sure. Right. And so I think that it presents an, a very unrealis- unrealistic expectation for what cooking is. Because let's right. be honest, cooking is not effortless. Right. It's elbow right. grease, you know? Right. And like, even if you're using like tools. You still got to hold your hand on top of the blender. You know, the stand mixer, if you're going to whip egg whites, you will be standing there with a vibrating thing in your hand mm-hmm. for a solid 12 right. minutes. Right. Yeah. 
And so I and here's like, cheese cubes, tomato sauce, right? Whisk, yeah. Boom. Thirteen yeah. seconds. Also, all right. out. It's already all prepared. Like it's yeah. it's the epitome of dump and stir. Right. It is. It's, it's dump and stir on drugs. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like um, Clockwork Orange. Like when they hold the guy's eyelids open. Yeah. And you just have to watch Tasty Dude, Fits. That that, <laughs> that would turn me into that guy. Is they they strap my eyes open and I'm watching Tasty Vids, and. But here's why it works. It's I, and I find myself on this. So like I've been trying to be really engaged on Instagram specifically, and, it, and the algorithm works by you participating in other people's feeds, like by right. liking other photos, commenting on other things. You will right. gain followers that way. Right. Well, the tasty vids and those, that type of content is so easy to like. Yeah. You're not going to offend anyone by hitting like on a quick to make macaroni and cheese. Right. Whereas so much other content, you got to be careful about even just. Liking whatever right. it is. Oh, watching right. the video. Right. But what's your main issue with it? Is this that it's because it's 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 making it look too easy? No, it, it, there's that. But I also think it is a little uh, soulless um, in that I like my food to be connected to a human as opposed to hands. Right. And so when you know I, I see a Richard Blaze recipe or you know I I read your book, you will say this is me. This is why I make this. This is my take on it. Maybe you identify. Maybe you don't. Mm. Right. You know mm-hmm. when when Artie cooks, uh, I know that it is deeply connected to her in some way. And so I feel like the success of Tasty Vids diminishes the authority of people that actually do have authority. Right. Actually do have like. A personality that other people can identify with, you know. Right. So I think we all have fans, right? David Lewis, I'm That's one of yours. Such a yeah, such a fan <laughs> magnet, right? But we all have fans, and there's a reason they're fans, and it's because maybe they identify with us, or they want to emulate, or whatever, you know. And I feel like by cutting the human being out of that, mm. you know, even like for example, the butter chicken lady has tons of fans. She made a great butter, like a viral butter chicken recipe. Or right. there's the viral. Um, she did. Yeah. Nice. Who this? this? What's the handle? The butter chicken lady. I'm gonna look her up. Just look her up. <laughs> okay. Or there's like the woman who came up with the viral Mississippi roast. This is a pot roast recipe where you dunk it, dump in a packet of ranch, packet of um, gravy, a stick of butter, and a whole jar of pepperoncinis if you like the spice. Yes. And it was the New York Times oh is like gosh. doing this recipe. Right. You know. Interesting. But part of the reason that that worked is because it was connected to a person. It's authentic to that right. person. And right. Like, right. It's a yodeling Walmart boy. Exactly. Right. Can I- Which is dope. That dude is, that kid is dope. You know I'll be, I'll be totally about, right? honest about the Walmart yodeling kid is yeah. that I saw the video on mute and I heard he went to Coachella and I instantly did not give a flying F. Oh, I was because like, oh, was, sorry. So you're such a hipster once it hits Coachella, it's, it's jumping. No, it's just like, I'm like, <laughs> he has no reason to be there. It's like, like Katy Perry had the backpack. Have you heard like, the kid yodel? Calm down with the kids. First of all, have you kids heard the kid yodel and have you seen no. the kid floss from the back to the back of the kid? He's no, there. and I know I got, I forgot what it was last time we had this podcast. I got on some, oh, Salt Bay. I know one of the major hatering yeah, we're so not I'm going to end. I'm going to. Well, you heard that there's like financial problems now. So no. yes, yeah, so well, I was well, right. Everyone else is wrong. What's going on with the financial? Problems it doesn't really matter. You, you'll never hear about him in a year. But my point is, I'll stop the hate on the yodeling kid. Already has something to say. Wait, hold on. Though. I don't even. What happened no, to what? First of all, yeah. Financial problems with the restaurants, bro. Really? He's not like Richard and I or. Right. Me, he can't be in multiple places at one time. Oh. I was saying. Well, that. unless listen, listen, everyone's gonna get so mad because we talk about this so often on the doppelganger. podcast. Doppelganger. There's more than one salt bay. That's the yes. theory that Artie and I have. There, there are uh, a there's cat oversized casting, sunglasses, you know, oversized sunglasses, jacked up abs. Um, yeah. 
It's got to be a pretty easy role to cast, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Right. Especially in like... I just Googled it. Whoa. Whoa. Googled what? Butter chicken lady? Do $2.5 billion in debt. For what? For the wait, salt bay. Wait, did you say billion? B with a B. Billions. B for Bees. beta. That's right. what yeah. happens anyway. when you bet on a meme. So uh, here's a... <laughs> <laughs> I like how just... I feel like so you went from like killer. so fresh and young yeah, I know. to so disgruntled he's so, <laughs> and so jaded. He's so 85 it's, years old it's sometimes. It's okay. so good. But yet the it's theme so of the episode good. is mean. Oh, yeah. that is Somehow. true. Or A-theme. Right. That is true. A-theme. Man, have you been? So you had you have a friend that works for Tasty. You've been to the you've been to like the factories that produce these videos. I, dude, I've started my own tasty videos where they're like hey Justin like we want your brains and recipes but like not your actual talent right so if you just do will you just put your hands in there and do it yeah and so we've like shot them at my house right. no way yeah it was like it's a production company they come in and they set up the tasty style vid yeah and we do it and then it's just my hands and I'm like great but I- wait one thing on Yodeling Kid. Yeah, sorry, come back to So, Kid. lately on Guys Grocery Games, I've started to just hang out with the producers during my time off and shadow them so I can, like, learn what they do and learn how they do it great. By the way, you guys do great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, we're listening. I have a direct audio feed of a contestant that I'm following all day, right? right? Mm. And so, I'm hearing every single, every breath, <laughs> oh. every chew, every mumble. I can practically yeah. hear this kid's heartbeat. Right, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. This is the first time I've experienced this, and it's a little alarming. And now I'm starting right? to think about my own biological functions and how they might play out on TV. <laughs> I know you guys very, very well. Let me just say that. Deeply, oh, no. deeply into Whoa. it. Right? Whoa. What? Yeah, okay. Hold on. Keep going. So, this has no, not biological functions. I not mean to jump in at so, that many layers. As this kid's <laughs> cooking, I start to hear like a... I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's whistling the yodeling kid <laughs> nervously, <laughs> and I'm the only one hearing it. Yeah. No one else knows. That's no one's. Oh but he was like gosh. so stressed out right. in guys' grocery games that for like, what's gonna solace? <laughs> yeah, like, the only thing that's gonna soothe me is the Walmart yodel. That's boy. hilarious. Yeah. that is just outstanding. Nobody else. Okay, so it. I guess I guess I'm just wrong because you know, just like you said about your restaurant, like you could have 89 covers and it made people better in their lives. And the yodeling kid is letting this person on guys' grocery games decompress and just be in their happy zone. That contestant won. They cook. Wow. Against, I mean, I... <laughs> wow. Oh. I, he's going to listen to this and know exactly who he is, so but it's all right. We that is you. revealing and yes. amazing. But, David, I want to get back to you. Like, you what? know us... You know us oh. so well. You know yeah. our bodily Yeah. What do you so hear? Well. No, I don't mean... I, like I said, I jumped in to agree with Justin at the yeah. wrong moment because <laughs> I did not mean bodily functions. No, but like you, you do. What We're, kinds of things mic'd, do you know? You're mic'd all the time. I want to know. Well, it's just that like, when you guys sit down at the desk, sometimes like I'll just put the, my, my cans on, my, my headphones sure. on, and I'm just like... Doing other things at the desk while you guys are all sitting there talking or like yeah. on the phone for a minute or like, and it's two people having a conversation. Yeah, or whatever, right? yeah. I, I, that's all I mean is like I just feel like you know we us. We have. I feel like the movie her so awesome so often because <laughs> it's like I just jump in and like yes Richard and in fact there is margin on that station mm. yeah, the, 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 the deep state yeah exactly <laughs> exactly deep state but also like it just I just feel like you know for. The amount of time that we actually are all together, like I'm with you guys in the morning, we talk about things, we hang out, yeah. we learn about our lives, and then it's all through the day and the microphones. But it is funny that like what you have, Justin, when you're sitting and listening to like, the other producers, like the story producers, like it's a very intimate thing because they're kind of oblivious to it. 
Like, you guys realize it because I'll jump in in the middle of what you're saying. Like, oh, my God, me too. Uh, I'm at the restaurant right. also. Wait, so you're saying that so because, because Justin has experience on the other end of it. He's the more voyeuristic side of it where he, they, there's no earpiece back to them. But do you think that that goes away or do you think it's just because he's just experiencing this for the first couple times? I think you get used to it, but it, it's not, it doesn't mean that it's not a very weird phenomena. Well, so I think the funny thing is that, sure, I will get more used to listening in on people. But due to the steady stream of contestants that aren't repeated, re- like haven't had a ton of experience being mic'd. Right. Like, I don't think they will ever... Like, I, I think it's going to be a very small amount of contestants that realize because you were mic'd, everything that you say can possibly be used unfavorably. Mm-hmm. I won't say will right. be used against you, but, like, if you say, like, oh, my God, my shit's burning. Pardon me, I don't know what yeah. G rating no, no, is. No, we're good, yeah. You know, then... Well, of course that's going to be... Guess, guess what is now fact. It right. could be argued before that you were going for a lot of char. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. But now, because you've committed with right. these words, and so I, I don't know, Food Network Star kind of taught me that very quickly. Um, Alton Brown said to me, the very first time I met him, I said, are the mics on? And he said, son, guns are always loaded, and mics are always on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, like, when that's your first experience with a microphone... Yes. Wow. That's amazing, actually. That's wow. Really and yeah. it's scary to think that it's your first experience with a microphone. And Yeah, so I'm, I get yeah. pretty quiet. Like, I'm not quiet, but, like, unless I am prompted, you're not getting a ton of information out right. of me. Right. Because yeah. I know that possibly that may come back to visit the, me. That the guns are loaded. Well, yeah. and not so much on probably Triple G, but like in some of these deeper competition shows, yeah. You oh, have yeah. all of this footage of like, you know, hours and hours and hours of interviews. Sure. And if someone for four weeks has been saying, so you're a molecular astronomist, and you're like, well, no, I'm... Sure, I guess I'm a, mole- a molecular astronomist. You said I'm a molecular, I'm a molecular astronomist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there it is. For sure. And for uh, sure. I remember learning that where, um, or another you know, and, now, and you know now, and you know because you're a journalist, like where sometimes you're just getting a camera might just be getting facial expressions. Stand over your food right now. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Why am I standing over my food right now? You know. Like look seriously at it. Like you're getting these expressions, perhaps mm-hmm. looking shots, right. yeah. listening shots. Or one of my favorites on Top Chef was like like you'd come out, line up for like a week. You know, the beginning of the weekly episode. Yeah. And they might just ask you a question because they take your wallet and your phones away from you and you, you have no idea what's going on in the world. So they might just say something like, hey, uh, the New York Jets won the football game, knowing that like, you're a Jets fan. And you'll be like, right. yes! And then now you have sudden <gasps> this. Oh, yeah. No now way. You have this oh, they You have an excited else. reaction. If, yeah. it, if ever needed <laughs> right. to draw an they excited reaction. They have it reaction. in the can. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, I don't, I don't know for sure that like, Top Chef does that, but I know that that can be done. And oh, there are definitely shows that do it, for sure. I for think, sure. You know, sh- ours is not one of those. I think, no. being, I think being mic'd has really taught me, um, in reality, the value of that lesson of, like, don't ever say anything unless you would want that to be broadcast to everybody. Because that's exactly what you're doing when you have a mic on. Like, in life, right. don't say anything or talk about anyone unless you're willing to say that to their face because you never know when it's going to come it's back like to you. It's like a mega golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. mega. I love that you said mega. That's so it's, 1992. Yeah, mega. I mega. love it. Mega. I've been trying to bring mega back. You also say wicked a lot, and you're not even from North. Hey, already said well, mega's never coming back. No. Even no, listen, I tried said. last season, you said the same thing, but now David said it without me saying anything. <laughs> what is it? It's very mean, girls. Yeah. Mega? Face it. Fetch is never. <laughs> Face it, Rachel. No! Fetch is never going to be a thing. <laughs> 
Oh, oh my okay. gosh, yep. that's so funny. It's getting late, everyone. Dude, yeah. Everyone, friends. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Justin yeah. Warner's premiere uh, time hanging out with us. We're going to do another episode, Doug. Thank you, you very much. Thanks for having uh, us. 4.45 to just Justin. Artie Sequeira, who now I think has tied Antonio LaFaso for being the most featured person on the podcast. Hey. We're going to do it one more time and episodes. make her kick things over. You Also, she's very competitive. You should just, I know. You should just do another episode in the morning. No. So you could be yeah. the second most featured person. You guys should do that in the car ride on the way in tomorrow. Just, oh, wait, you're not. We whatever. should. We'll just come with us to set tomorrow. Oh, uh, well, do we're it. doing, you know what we're doing tomorrow on the podcast? Cool. We're doing uh, live from hair and makeup. Oh, my God. We're turning on the so mic. So exciting. the uh, hair and wardrobe. Uh, so that, exciting. That's a great idea, yeah. right? It's actually, I think, would be a great idea for their podcast. Or for a podcast with, like, live from the uh, Yeah, live from the makeup yeah, trailer. Sure. Like, that's where everyone keeps it real. Yeah. That's where everyone's out there either grumpiest or happiest. Dude, or oh my God. that's my best. Like, please, it's like a free spa treatment. That, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Humans also, touching me? It's a little oh, bit wow. of therapy in there, too. Yeah, um, it is. Real quick before we go, Artie, anything you want to promote? Justin. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Eat the Universe. Check it out. It's on marvel.com. Uh, I interview celebrities about their favorite Marvel characters, and then I make food that is loosely based on them. Nice. And David Lewis, you can catch you uh, every now Wednesday nights. Now Wednesday nights. I'm here to promote the three of you. Oh, David. And already, we're going to promote. We're going to do something together. We're going to find something like. to do together. Something. Yeah. We're going to do a sitcom where we... we we, we're, we're roommates in New York City. And <gasps> I love just, it. Right? I think it'll we're work. Just discovering the city together. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think, I think we have to work just it. Just being scandalized oh. by New York City. Exactly. And, uh, oh my and, gosh. and Justin and Antonia are like our uh, like naughty... Uh, Please, can I be creamers? Yes. Yes. I think yes. At, this phase, <laughs> at this phase in your career, I think you're yes. You have the hair. Okay, here are some useful car tips that you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Totally. Weird. Totally. Right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid so they know if you're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features might not be available in all states uh, everyone thank you so much for listening uh to start before attention head on over to apple podcast do us a favor give us a review uh, yes. until next week stay hungry Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to what I think was a really special episode. And thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible. Travel Portland. Visit Portland.com to start planning your trip because you can in Portland, and we want to. And TrueCar. Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. Until next week, stay hungry.